Blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful, where the streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name when I'm found in the desert place. Though I walk through the wilderness, blessed be your name. Every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glory. Blessed be your name when the sun's shining down on me, when the world's all as it should be. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name on the road marked with suffering, though there's pain.
Trust in Jesus. 
Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. Christ
Thank you. 
Good morning, church. It's such a privilege to be with you this morning. I'd like to bring you greetings from the wider Baptist community and especially from Daniel Bullock and the team at uh, the Baptist Union Hub. As a staff, we have been praying for all the churches of Victoria and continue to pray for, for you as you go through this period of, of isolation and this period of time where you uh, are continuing to struggle to meet together. And, and I pray that as we, uh, as we gather around God's word this morning, that you will not only hear his voice, but you'll be encouraged and be blessed. I'd like to share with you this morning from Psalm 121. Let me just read that psalm to you. I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your comings and goings, both now and forevermore. Why don't you join me in prayer as we just pray. Father, I thank you for your word. May it light our path this morning. May it encourage us, may it challenge us, and may it bless us as we share around this word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, the psalmist asks this question, where does our help come from? And, and it, it's a great question at, at this time. If I reflect back on my life and, and, and different times in my life, my help has been... Come, has come from different places but it's always come from the root and the character of God it may have been different aspects of God's character and this morning I just want to reflect on a few of the characteristics of God that, that come to us in different seasons that help us to uh, to endure help us to continue to thrive and to flourish to continue to help us to to know that who he is and what and what he does for us because there's different seasons in our life where we need different the different characteristics of God that, that come in to our hearts and speak to our hearts you know, Hebrews 13 says you know Jesus is the same today um, yesterday today and forever and God is that consistent God who is always the same and yet there are different aspects of his character that speak into our lives at different stages. Just like any friendship, our friends celebrate with us, they laugh with us, they cry with us, they encourage us, they counsel us, they support us. They go through the good, the bad and indifferent times and we see different aspects of our friends. God is exactly the same as that. The psalmist here starts off and expresses who God is. He is our refuge. When we look in times when we just know, I can't do this alone. I can't support myself. I can't survive. I can't thrive. I can't flourish in this place alone. And we look to the hills. We look to, to what's surrounding us. And where does our help come from? It's that God who is our refuge. You know, the psalmist in other places talks about God being our refuge and our strength, a very present help in times of trouble you know 
God is that God who, who just gathers us and, and, and protects us. Just like any parent would when there is danger afoot, when there is, when there is concern afoot. A parent, you know, in times when they're, when there's, when they're out in public and, and they sense there, there could be some, some issues or something happening, the first thing they will do is gather their children and say, come here. We just need to gather together. Let me be your refuge in this place. And God is that refuge for us, regardless of what we're facing, regardless of, of what our circumstances are. He is that refuge which, who just, like, like the New Testament, where he, you know, Jesus talks about you know, the, the hen just gathering his chicks under their wings. And that's what, that's what God does. And, and it's that strength of God that protects us and supports us to be that refuge when we just need rest, protection and support. In, in those times. At other times, the Bible talks about God being the light. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And there are times in our life where, where we're just going, I don't know what is ahead. I don't know where I should be heading. I don't know where I should be going. I don't know what I should be doing. What's the next step in my life? And that's when we need that characteristic of God who is the light, who lights the, the path before us often just the next step doesn't go right down the road but that next step and, and that that's that's such a joy when we see that that next step we go i can take that next step because i know i'm confident that there's a foundation under my foot you know you go out in a bushwalk and and you you don't need much of a torch at night you just need a little torch just to shine the the next step and then the next step and as you take that step, that's when the next bit, is, next bit of the path is lit up. You know, if you try and light up 100 metres down the road, it's saying, I need to know where I'm heading. That's when you're just paralysed by fear because you only know the next step. And that's how God works so often. He says, I just want you to take that next step of faith and that next step of faith. And sometimes when we're surrounded by what looks like darkness and, and, and we're... And we're wondering, where, what, where do we go from here? What is my next step forward? Where is God leading me? What is God asking me to do? And, and so often we need to just lower our eyes and look at, it's just one step. And then the next step. We may not know six months, 12 months, but we know today, this is my next step. This is what I'm called to do. This is what God is asking me to do. He is that light to our path. God in the, in the New Testament is also described and, and expresses that love. You know, in 1 John it says, God is love. You know, and, and that characteristic of God just being love. There are, there are seasons in our life when we just need to know that we are loved, that we are accepted. You know, Jesus, at, at, um, right at the start of his ministry, the, the heavens opened and God looked down at Jesus and said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Even Jesus needed to hear those words that he was loved, that he was accepted. And God says to us throughout the Bible that we are loved, that we are his beloved. We are the church corporately 
who, who Jesus is coming back for. That's how much he loves us. He died for us. But individually, he loves us. He looks at us with those eyes and that any parent has and just says, you know, there is nothing you can do. There is nothing that, that you've done or nothing that's been done to you that can stop me loving you. I know there's a lot of pain in people's background and I, I've talked to many people who, who said, how can God love me? This has happened to me, that's happened to me. Certain things that, that I don't, you know, that they couldn't even express. Forms of abuse and hurt. I said, how could God love me? And my response is, how could God not love you? You are created in his image. You are a part of his family. You are who he died for. You are loved. And there are times in our life when we just need to know that we are loved. There are times when we feel so discouraged that nobody cares. But yet our Heavenly Father, when we look at that time, we can look to the hills and go, how can I get out of this place where I just feel so lonely, so unloved? And my help, your help, comes from that loving God who looks at us and smiles and booms down. You are my beloved child with whom I am well pleased. That's what scripture tells us who we are. We are his loved. You know, God is also the God who is a redeemer, a redeemer God. He is the one who, who sent his son to redeem that what was lost, to come back to us and, and, and to be um, the one who offers to restore that which was lost. He is our redeemer. He looks at us with those loving eyes and says, I will give everything I have so that you can be redeemed, so that you can have what was lost restored. And that what was lost is often our relationship with him. But there are other things in our lives that, were, that have been lost. That God looks at us with those loving eyes and just says, I want to give that back to you. I want to restore to you. You know, the New Testament talks about, you know, people who have lost things for the kingdom will be, that will be restored 10 times over. And it's a wonderful thought. And it's a wonderful promise. He is our Redeemer. He is our Lord. He is our healer. And that characteristic of God, when, when, we're, when we're feeling that this, you know, we are broken physically or emotionally, that characteristic of God of, of coming and healing, oh, what a promise that is. It says, it's by his stripes we are healed. Now, I know there's a lot of confusion around healing and a lot of different thoughts. And I don't want to get bogged down in the theological side of, you know, can we claim healing and what happens if it doesn't come and, and all those sort of questions. And, and I, I've, I've prayed for healing and sometimes I've seen it, sometimes I haven't. 
Do I know the answer to that? I don't. But I know God's character is a character that he is a healer. He wants the best for us. I know that his character is loving towards us. I know sometimes we think what is best isn't always what he thinks is best. But what I do know, what I do stand on, is my God, your God. Our God is a God of healing. He heals and restores. And, and he heals us in ways that sometimes we don't understand. And sometimes we wish it would come quicker. Sometimes we wish it would come in a different way. But when we look to him in the valley, whether it's an emotional healing or a physical healing, and we look, where does our help come from? It comes from God, our healer. God is the one who looks at us and says, it is by my son's stripes that you are healed. God is a comforter. Jesus said that it's best that I go with you because I go because if I don't go, I will, the Father won't send the comforter. That Holy Spirit, the one who comforts us in times of, of stress, in times of grief, in times of loss, in times of mourning, in times of where we just so don't know what's going on. He is the one that comes and sits beside us, puts his arms around us and encourages us and comforts us. Sometimes no words need to be spoken. I've sat with families who have lost loved ones and sometimes words just get in the way and it's just a matter of just sitting. Sometimes listening, sometimes saying those odd words, but just sitting in the presence, offering, uh, offering that sort of um, ministry of presence, if you like. God is a comforter who comes and sits beside us, puts his arms around us and says, I love you. I will be your refuge in this time. I will be your strength at this time and comforts us in the midst of the pain in which we find ourselves. God also is our cornerstone. You know, I don't know if you um, know much about buildings, but that cornerstone, it sets everything. In the old church that, that I, was, I was at at Sale, Sale had this cornerstone in the old building and it, was, it literally is a corner. And they set it. And it sets where the building is going to be built. And it sets the foundation. And everything relies on that pointing in the right way down both sides of the, uh, of the, uh, down the length and the breadth of the building. And it sets the tone of the building. God is our cornerstone. He's our foundation. He's the one that sets our paths, both, both which ways we should be going. It sets a, this is the direction of your life. Stay within that. If you get outside of that, the cornerstone doesn't have strength. It, it, we remove ourselves from, from inside the influence of that cornerstone. Our God is a God of strength who, who sort of sets the tone for our life when we stay within those barriers, when we stay within those lines. He is our cornerstone. Our God is our everlasting Father. 
Now for some, that, that whole image of fatherhood is problematic. Some of us have had really good fathers, some of us had indifferent fathers, some of us may not have even known our, our earthly father. But our heavenly father is that perfect parent. He is that everlasting father, the one who is always on our side, who is always wanting the best for us. Even when we hear our heavenly father tell us no, it's not because he wants us to miss out on something, but it's because he wants the best for us. And that's not going to lead down the path of, of where we can flourish and where we can grow. And so it's really important that we listen to that, that, that heavenly father. You know, I, I've got kids and, and grandkids and, and, and sometimes we have to say no. Sometimes we have to give them guidance. But in the midst of relationship, once they're a little bit older, they hear that and they hear my voice and they, and they, they consider it very carefully. When we hear the Eternal Father's voice, we need to not only consider it carefully, because we, have, we know that it's perfect and that Eternal Father who wants the best for us is the one who we should be listening to that's where our help will come from. That's where, where we will get that guidance that we're looking for. Our Father is the, is the Good Shepherd. Our God is the Good Shepherd. You know, Jesus said, I am the Good Shepherd. The sheep know my voice. You know, a shepherd is the one who, who feeds the flock, cares for the flock, guides the flock. And that's what, that's what Jesus does for us. He cares for us. He guides us. He feeds us. He's the one that, that helps us to, to, to know which way we should be going. And he's out the front calling. He's out the front saying, come, follow me. Come, follow me. I am the one that will continue to, to lead you into, into paths where you can flourish, into paths where you can continue to grow, into paths where, where you will know my Father's voice. Another characteristic of God is, is he the Prince of Peace. And I think at times like this, do we need peace? More than ever do we need peace in our lives. The, the peace of God which passes all understanding. We may not understand why we have peace, but we need to know that, that everything's going to be okay. And we need to sit in that, in that space that God offers us where we can just know that prince of peace peace doesn't mean there's there's no problems in life i've seen this wonderful picture of this craggy rock rocky outcrop um, with waves crashing underneath the, the and and storm clouds all around it and and it's called peace and when i first saw it i thought how can that be a picture of peace with these waves crashing against the rocks and these storm clouds gathering above it. And right in the middle of this craggy outcrop is this beautiful little nest with a little bird sitting there at peace. And that's what God calls us to, not to look at our circumstances, not to look at what's around us, but to rest in his peace, knowing that he is the one that is our refuge, that he is the one that's that 
that gathers us and, and in the midst of the storm, he is the one that will protect us. He is the one that will guide us. He is the one that will, that will help us to be at peace. We can look at the storm and we can look at the waves and start being concerned or we can look at God himself and go, my God is bigger than the storms and the waves. He is the one that calls us. He is the one that is going to protect us. God is also that wonderful counsellor. He is the, that, 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 you know, the, the counsellor who comes and gives wisdom. At times when we don't know what to say or how to act or what to do, he is the one that whispers in our ear or shouts in our ear sometimes because we need to hear that. He is the one that guides us. He is the one that just that gives us those words of wisdom that we need. What do I need to do? What is my response in this situation? What do I need to How do I act in this situation? I could go on with, with continued names and lists and characteristics of God. And, and I'm sure I haven't touched on your favourite characteristics of God. But I wonder if you stopped and looked back at your life in the last, this year, and you saw, what would you see as a characteristic of God who, who you've called on? Or who you may not have called on, but have seen at work in your life? You know, we've, I'm sure we've all heard of the Footprints in the Sand um, poem, where the, the writer talks about, you know, I, I thought you promised to be with me always, but as I look back on my life, I see there's times when I've walked alone. I've only seen one set of footprints in the sand. And the writer of the poem goes back, goes on to say that God speaks into that person's life and says, Yes, my child, when there is only one set of footprints, that's when I carried you. And I wonder if we look back at our life over this last six months and we see one set of footprints. What is the characteristic of God that has carried you through those troublesome times, those difficult times? Where did your help come from? Was it that God of refuge that just, just cowered over you and protected you from all the stuff that was coming at you? Or was it that God of wisdom who just spoke into your life and told you how to respond in that situation? Or was it the God who just whispered into you, I love you. You are accepted. Or is it the God who restored and redeemed you? What characteristic of God has carried you in some of the more difficult times recently in your life? And, and you think about that, then you look forward and saying, what am I facing this week, this month, for the rest of this year? What, what am I facing? What characteristic of God do you need to rely on? What characteristic of God do you need to, to get a fresh revelation of in, in this space, in this time, for you to move forward? And again, that's a different season for all of us. Some of us may need that comfort 
some of us may need in the midst of this time just to know the peace of God in our heart with all these things that are going on around us in the world. We just need to know the peace of God in our heart. What is it that you need to rely on? You know, there's a, a very popular song at the moment that, that is uh, in, in churches that talks about, you know, God being a way maker. He is a way maker, promise keeper. He's a light in the darkness. Is one of the main lines of that song. And, and it's a declaration of who God is. That he is that way maker. He is that promise keeper. He is that light in the darkness. What do you need from God in the coming little time? I need to have a little confession because we could finish the sermon there. But there's two sides to this whole thing. And, and sometimes I get, I'm not a musician, and sometimes I, I'm, I find myself singing and getting lost in the moment and, and I get my words mixed up and I, and, and I sort of have a wry smile to myself. And at the end of that line where it says, you are a way maker, a promise keeper, a light in the darkness, that is who you are. I found myself one time singing, that is who I am. And I said, no, no, I'm not declaring, I'm declaring who God is. But then it hit me that the other side of this coin is that God, in all the time that he carried me through my dark times, through my difficult times, so often used somebody else. And as, as I look forward, and as you look forward, my challenge is also to say, well, what does God want me to do? What characteristics does he want me to express to those around me? Who is it that needs to see a God of refuge in their life? And how can God use me in that space? We all know people who are going through different issues, who are going through different seasons. And God calls us to reach out, to, to love those around us, to encourage those around us, to be his hands and his feet to those around us. So while we need to look for God to, to be who he needs to be for us, he's also asking us to be who he needs to be for other people. This is not a, just give me, give me, give me. This is about being blessed so that we can be a blessing. It's, a, it's about us being strong in the Lord so that we can help others to have that strength. Who is it that God is asking you to reach out to in your community, in your sphere of influence? Who can you help? Because you know, the, the psalmist talks about, in, in Psalm 21, starts off saying, I will lift my eyes to the Lord where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And, he, and he's, he's making this statement to himself, I will. I'll lift my eyes to the hills. But then he looks at somebody else almost and he says, he will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. It almost changes his focus. He says, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. 
But then he, he looks at the others and goes, you know what? My God, he's not going to let your foot slip. He's not going to slumber while you're hurting. He's the one that watches over everybody. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade and your right hand. And he starts declaring this to the people around him. We need to declare that my God is my refuge and is my strength. I will look to him and that's where my help will come from. And we need to declare that to others and say, this is the God who helps me. This is the God who supports me. This is the God who guides me. This is the God who redeems me. This is the God who is always the same, yesterday, today and forever. That's who you need in your life at the moment. Who's God calling you to, to express that to? Who is God calling you to, to declare who your God is to? Because at this time, not only do we need that peace, but the world around us needs that peace. Not only do we need comfort, the world around us needs comfort. Not only do we need that, that, that refuge, but the world around us needs that refuge. So as we go this week, as we go in his strength, may we not only go in his strength so that we can flourish, but may we go in his strength so we can de declare to the Lord and declare to those around us who is helping us to flourish? Who is the God that is the everlasting God in this world? May you go in peace and strength and may you know his blessing in your life. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that you are an everlasting God that is always the same, yesterday, today and forever. And Father, may we, each one of us, not only see you at work in our lives may may we hear your voice speaking to us as to who we should who who you are calling us to speak into um, other people's lives father may you draw us to others this week who just need to know an encouraging word from you an encouraging action from you and may we be your hands and your feet in that situation and we pray in jesus name amen May God bless you and guide you as you go this week. Thank you for sharing with us.
ti sa 